Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Back in on the drive, Carrington here, Fanning here, Spectre here. The guys from Arrowhead Pride are here. We'll introduce them momentarily. But today's pop quiz is presented by Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. The winner won $25 to Old Shawnee Pizza. I'll take this one, Spec. Today's pop quiz was Mean Girls. On October 3rd is when Aaron turned around to talk to Kate. Mean Girls, the best team movie in my generation. Pete, you know. Joel, you're not in my generation. You probably like it's American Pie, Sixteen Candles, American or something. Pie, is the answer. Sixteen Candles. Get out of here. Mean Girls is legit. I'm, I, I can get behind that. I've never seen Mean Girls. It's great. It's, it's a, a good, really, really it good is, movie. It is good. It is a really, really good movie. Uh, coming up in thirty minutes, we'll give you a chance to win a thousand bucks for a national cash contest. I'll probably misspell a word, and Joel Thorman will not know what teams that Tom Brady played for in his NFL career. We'll do that at three <laughs> thirty. I did well last week because <laughs> they give you layups, man. Layups. Well. Uh, we welcome in Joe Thorman, Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Let's start with this. I put out a poll question today that I'm not going to lie to you. It ain't going so hot right now. So my question was, let's say that Jacksonville calls up. They call Brett Veach, and they want to trade Jalen Ramsey straight up for Tyreek Hill. If you're the Chiefs, Pete, are you making that trade? No. I, I And the reason being, I they're, bo- they're both elite players in, in the league. I look at Tyreek Hill as an elite wide receiver. Obviously, Ramsey is an elite defensive back, but to me, everyone at some point in their career gets injured. And how many cornerbacks have we seen go down to injury and not be themselves when they come back? I feel like I could be wrong in this because I don't have any numbers in front of me, but just my feeling and watching football is you can get back to the wide receiver you were. I, I find it a little bit more common for a cornerback to go down and then not be the same player when they come back. So knowing that, I, I think I take Ty Hill. Plus, you look at... Uh, how far Tyreek Hill can get down the field and how little time Mahomes is the perfect quarterback for him. Like to me, these, these two guys somehow met and they're meant to be for each other. And so I don't, I don't think you trade that away. Yeah. For me, it's, it's all about the, the Mahomes Hill matchup. I think if you asked me this question last year, I'd, I'd give it a lot more thought to possibly doing it. But this year with Mahomes, he just like, that's such a perfect matchup, per- perfect combination between those two. Uh, so definitely not this year. Last year with Alex, like I would have given some strong thought to it. Yeah, and, and my thought on that, too. I'm with you guys on that. No way. Because, I mean, Sammy Watkins has had health issues throughout his career, right? So then if you trade Tyreek Hill, then you're one injury away from having Demarcus Robinson as Chris Conley as your, as your two receivers. And I don't think, and, and as great as Mahomes has been to this point, I don't think he's to the Tom Brady you know, point in his career where he can just roll out some dudes and then he just makes turns every receiver into an all-pro. What are you talking about? He's better than Brady. Yeah, that's a good point. My bad. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm stupid on that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm with you guys. I, and I think Tyreek, I think he's a better fit. I don't think he'd be a great fit with Blake Bortles anyway. I mean, it's a hypothetical, but I, you know. I'm, 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 a, I'm arguing positional value. One of them plays cornerback in the NFL. One of them plays wide receiver. And again, if Mahomes is the quarterback that you think he is, not saying that you're going to find another Tyreek Hill, but, man, good receivers get made all the time in the NFL, certainly productive receivers if you have the quarterback. I mean, I saw Aaron Rodgers take Ty Montgomery and make him a good option. They converted him to running back. If you think Mahomes is a great quarterback, you can make up the passing yards. Having an elite corner to put alongside Kendall Fuller would just put this team over the top, in my opinion. And your offense right now has a chance to be historic. I think your offense is still good if you lose Tyreek Hill. 
you could make this defense really solid if you added a guy like Jalen Ramsey. Carrington, you know Brett Feach and Andy Reid don't like elite cornerbacks. They traded one to the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> I wonder if that was going to I was up. trying not to bring that up. <laughs> I, would, I didn't want to bring that up. They completely remade the defense, right? Right. I, Turned I, out pretty well. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I, 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 see, I see your point. I, I, like I said, I just love what Mahomes offers to Hill and what Hill offers to Mahomes. I just... Yeah, there's other wide receivers in the league, but I just feel like Tyreek has his speed that we've never seen before generation-wise. Maybe Deshaun Jackson, and I, I don't think he is that fast anymore as Hill is right now. So to me, it's hard for me to trade that away. And is one player really going to solve this defense right now? I mean, you look at the run defense the other night. It wasn't great. So, so to me, I, I don't think you trade that away. I actually want to talk to you guys about the run defense on the other side, but Joel, I want to ask you this first. Lifelong Chiefs fan, older than Pete. What was it like to see your quarterback go on the road at Denver, down 10, 13 minutes to go, Monday night football, Elway watching, and score 14 unanswered points to win that game? You mentioned the name. That's exactly what I was thinking of was Elway. This is what Elway did to us for all of the 90s for so many years. Uh, you know, it always felt like the Broncos had a shot late in the games. Like they, you just knew he was coming back. Brady has a little bit of that too. Um, and the way the Chiefs were coming in the fourth quarter, like even down two scores, like I felt like they were going to do it. Like you, it was it was yeah. weird because mm -hmm. I, you know, it's been a long time since uh, maybe I've never had that feeling uh, in, in in a situation like that as a Chiefs fan. Um, but it was it was just this like this comfort knowing that like okay, we got the horses, like Chiefs can do this. Um, so yeah, it was it was uh, it was very cool. It totally felt like what Elway did to everybody else. I I love that. It's a great feeling. And we went. I went back and looked this up. So Elway beat the Chiefs seventeen times in his career. No kidding. And um and eight of those wins were either fourth quarter comebacks or game winning drives. Eight. Yeah. It like, always so felt like them, it was happening. It half of them. He ripped our soul out. You know. And even in the Montana game, the ninety four game. And I remember watching that game. I got home from work and I'm watching the end of it because I was a sportscaster at the time and I got home at like ten and it was Monday Night Football. So I caught the end of it. And I didn't have the kind of confidence in Joe Montana that night that I had in Mahomes the other night. I really they, didn't. They had, like, the same – I recently rewatched that final drive, the 94 yeah. Montana Magic Drive, and they have the same, uh, like, just kind of, like, calm demeanor. Both totally. of them do. We're like, I don't know what it is, but it's just, like, something like they were just, like, so confident they were going to drive down and do it. And you, you've, you've seen that picture of Mahomes floating around where he's, you know, down 10 in the fourth quarter and he's smiling at the <laughs> sideline. Uh, it's just, like, he just felt, like, so cool yeah. doing it, you know? Yeah. You're down 10. You're on the road. Travis Kelsey isn't playing well. Sammy Watkins is hurt. You have the offensive line and Eric Fisher taking false start penalties. Everything was against them. And I, I think what Monday night did is it reversed your thought process as a Chiefs fan. I don't care if you're down 17 points at the beginning of the fourth. I don't care if you're down 10 points at the beginning of the fourth. Now you're never out of a game because now you have a kid that can will a team. And Alex Smith is a great quarterback. I just don't get the impression that Alex Smith is going to no. will a team no. to a win that's no. playing poorly with hurt guys in the fourth quarter. No, I mean, think about that. I mean, if, if we're, we're talking about like the playoff game last year against the Tennessee Titans and you've got, what, eight minutes on the clock, you need a field goal to tie it or whatever it was? That game's over. The Chiefs win that game with, with Patrick Mahomes. They don't, they don't win that game with Alex Smith. He had time to do it. He had plenty of time to do it, and he couldn't do it. This kid had 12 minutes and he was down two scores. He got done with plenty of time, man. I mean, it's it really is unbelievable. I, I said this yesterday. We woke we up. Kansas City was different on Monday than it was on Tuesday morning. We woke up to a different city, a city with hope that we can legitimately win a Super Bowl.
You know how fun that that fourth quarter was. Like some of the some of the throws he made. You know the third and long, the rollout, yeah. um, one off to the side. Like Pete put up this poll up on on uh, Arrowhead Pride today, asking like which Mahomes touchdown was. You know, d- did you like the most? I think it was. Uh, and I had completely forgotten that the Conley touchdown pass was just a little over a week ago, yeah. and that was like that's the greatest throw I've ever seen in my life. And like a week later, I'm like barely remember it because he's done so many other cool yeah. things since. It's, then. A, it's at least once a game he'll do something. Yeah. I think for the first time, I think you can say as a Chiefs fan that there was always a belief. And, like, I think that you could win a Super Bowl with Alex Smith. But you need everything to align itself perfectly in order for you to do that. Nice. Like, you needed an elite-level running game. You needed everybody to stay healthy. You needed a top-10 defense. You needed so many things to align that I think if you're a Chiefs fan for the first time, you saw what Pete just said. Travis Kelsey cannot play well for the first half of the game. Tyreek Hill cannot be a major part of the offense. Eric Fisher cannot play really well, have some critical penalties. You can have a holding call on a second down and make it second and 30, and your quarterback can will his team to victory. Man, you couldn't do that with Trent Green that needed every offensive weapon available to try to go to the Super Bowl. You couldn't do that with Alex Smith. You couldn't do that with all your other options. You're finally in that situation where your quarterback can be the reason you win games. You know what, like, one of the biggest differences um, I see when it comes, be, like, between last year and this year is that third and 16. Like, we're not, we're hardly even talking about that they yeah. converted a third and 16. That would have yeah. been the play of the game last year. Second and uh, 30. Second yeah. and thirty, they get yeah. they pick up twenty five yards, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, man, just like like those those second and third and like super longs, uh, knowing you have a shot, that's that's totally different. The the Alex Smith era would not have been able to overcome ten penalties for ninety three yards, right? And, and a second and thirty, and a third and sixteen, and convert on fourth down. It, it wouldn't have happened. And I'm sorry, I I love him. I love Alex Smith. I thought it was great. I was, I, you know, but I got to the point where I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's probably not the guy. What Mahomes, what Mahomes does is he gives you hope that you can win every single game, no matter how crappy things are going. And I love, I love that point about waking up to a different city. You know, the yeah. last time something like that happened to me was the fourteen wild card game. Yeah, absolutely, in Kansas City, you 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 went to bed or, or you, you you woke up that day before a Royals fan, and you said, "Ah, we're not going to do this. Maybe we're we'll facing John like Lester. We and never then, beat him." And then all of a sudden, you know, they have that wild comeback, and you're like, "Wait a minute, mm-hmm. we can win." In the postseason, not only can we go to the postseason, we can win the postseason. And I think it was really cool the first three weeks. Mahomes dominating, but you really needed to see him up against it. And yeah. finally, you had him in the situation where it's can he come back? It, it just seemed like there was no chance. And then all of a sudden, he, this happens. This happens. Second and thirty, the first down, the left-handed pass, and, and and you say to yourself, not only can we win the games we should, we can we can win the games we shouldn't. Yeah. And that that to me is why yes. The, you woke up a different Chiefs fan on Tuesday morning. Yeah, I would say the Mahomes, he gives you the ability to steal a win, and you never yeah. had that ability with past quarterbacks. So the Chiefs probably shouldn't have won that game, all things considered, but Mahomes was just, he was the best player on the field, and if you play quarterback and you're the best player on the field, it just gives you all the advantages in the world. Coming up in 20 minutes, we'll uh, give you a chance to win 1000 bucks on our national cash contest, and we'll watch Joel embarrass himself in our game. But next, I want to talk about D Ford. I want to get you guys' thoughts on Sammy Watkins. I want to ask you guys about the Eric Berry report and what you guys think about the run defense. That's certainly got a workout on uh, Monday night. We'll talk about all that coming up in our Arrowhead Pride Roundtable. It's the drive. Third down and one. Hitch to Freeman. Taking a long time to get there, and then he breaks free. Cuts back inside the five and grabs a man for a touchdown. Back in on the drive coming up in about 10 minutes. We'll give you a chance to win 1000 bucks in our national cash contest. And we'll play the game with no name. 
as we do every Wednesday in our Arrowhead Pride Roundtable. We've got Pete Sweeney. We've got Joel Thorman. The Chiefs this offseason, I would say more than anything, they went out there with a clear plan to try to improve their run defense. Yep. They went out there and they got Anthony Hitchens. They got Derek Nottie. They got Xavier Williams. They were talking about how this defense is going to be faster and more physical. And Brett Veach came in here to crusade and save the defense. I watched the first team really challenge this run defense and really run at them. Phillip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. We ain't talking about Leonard Fournette. We're not talking about Todd Gurley. We're not talking about elite-level running backs. Phillip Lindsay and Royce Freeman ran all over this run defense. It didn't appear to be much different than it was the last time I saw them really get challenged last year against Tennessee. So far, it looks like that offseason uh, to stop the run defense was a pretty big whiff. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, like, wow. like that was that was one of the themes all off season that uh, you know all the additions other than Sammy Watkins, like a bunch of those guys were just uh, uh, defensive players specifically to stop the run, as uh, C Dot was saying. And man, it doesn't look like that panned out at all. Um, yeah, Lindsey and Freeman they combined for nearly eight yards per carry. Uh, the other held them under ten. So. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the emphasis, right? What you know? What? Why did the Titans win that football game? Why were they able to come back? It was because of what happened with the run defense last year. Uh, Derrick Henry running all over the Chiefs, and th- they said it all off season. They said that's why we have Anthony Hitchens. Uh, what they call him? An impact? Oh, uh, Brett Veach called him a dynamic duo. Anthony Hitchens, Reggie Ragland. Ragland really hasn't been getting consistent snaps all year. You wonder even if that knee is okay. Yeah, I, I don't think it is. I think that's. I don't think it. it is either. And and you know, no one because. The snaps are way down. And so when you're mixing Terrence Smith in there, too, you're not even able to follow that plan. So, yes, it is not really going well. What's really surprising to me, I guess it's not really that surprising if you've been watching the Chiefs over the last couple of years, is I think the number one thing they try to improve on is just tackling ability. They don't appear to be a really good tackling team in space. That a lot of times, I know we all like to get on Bob Sutton. He's the easy scapegoat for this team. A lot of times they'll dial up the right defensive play and a guy will just miss a tackle. Like, that's not on the defensive coordinator. That's on you. On on that touchdown run, Royce Freeman had three Chiefs around him at the 21-yard line. He can't score on that play. Like, you can't let him get into the end zone in that play. That's not a coordinator thing. That's a tackling thing. And that's that's not something you fix in week five. Like, I can't think of any teams in recent memory that were bad at tackling early in the season and then got better. If anything, it probably goes the other way around. Um, so I think that's like certainly a little that, concerning. And that's something Therese Paler has said on this station now. He's Therese Paler show on Mondays. Uh, is that he doesn't know, really know if the defense is going to improve this year. Like That is what's so interesting about this season is the expectations are really high, right? Because the Chiefs through the first four weeks beat, beat some pretty good teams. But this could be the defense you go into the playoffs with. So imagine in a scenario where you're in the playoffs, you're about to get uh, to, you know, finally to that uh, hump the AFC title game, whatever it is, you put up forty-two points and you lose. Like that to me would be the worst outcome for this season. You're, if, if you're if you're an optimistic Chiefs fan out there, Eric Berry is your hope that Eric Berry coming back. Um, if he does eventually helps the run defense out a lot. Uh, you're putting a lot on one man, but that's I think I think that's your hope. Here's the other part of this too, and and, and Bob Sutton is the guy that everybody wants to pick on, and and I get that. But Carrington made a really good point. Sometimes they call the right defense and they don't make the play. And so I, I always ask Barbara and Mays this when, 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 when they're in here. How much of that is on the position coaches? Because not too many people know about Mark DeLeon, the inside linebackers coach. Nobody talks about Al Harris, the secondary and the corner coach, and Emmett Thomas, and Mike Smith, the outside linebackers coach. Those guys are the dudes that coach fundamentals. Bob Sutton coaches scheme. 
You know, so if, if if people want to crack on Bob Sutton, I got no problem with that if he gets the scheme wrong and they're getting, you know, and, and there's communication issues and all that stuff. When we're talking fundamentals, I'm going to call these dudes out. Mike Smith, Mark DeLeon, Al Harris, and those cats, man. You know, and, and Jay Valai, whoever the hell that is, the defensive quality control coach. I mean, those dudes are the, the position coaches of the guy that teaches fundamentals. Ned Yost isn't out there talking to Alex Gordon about hitting. That's Dale Swain's gig, or Terry Bradshaw this year. You know, so I, I think I think the, the the position coaches are as big of a problem as Bob Sutton is when it comes to fundamentals. Who who hires those position coaches? Well, and Andy and Bob, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, I think you you, you got to hold Bob Sutton. I'm not uh, saying you don't ultimately accountable for everything. I mean, I'm not saying you don't hold them accountable, but those guys got to do their job too, man. And if they're they don't get them out of there, and they got Gary Gibbs out, Gibbs out of there last year, who was the linebackers coach for a long time. So then when they got new dudes, when Andy when, when Andy's asked about the defense right now, for what it's worth, just to get get it out there, he keeps pushing that. They haven't had enough time together because of the injuries and sh- such in the preseason. Meaning, as so time, football basically as time <laughs> as so time football. as time goes on, this should 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 get better. And you have to question that. Well, I mean, the, the weird thing about football is someone else will get hurt because it is a game of injuries. <laughs> I mean, guys, and guys have gotten better. I mean, I, I think Orlando Scandrick's gotten better. I think Eric Murray's certainly gotten better. I mean, guys have improved, and I think there probably is something to that. I mean, how many new dudes are on this defense this year? I mean, there's a ton of them. You got you got. Well, I, I don't really count Ron Parker as that, but you got, you know, Eric Ron Parker's Mur- had a bit of a rough return. Yeah, here. yeah, but he understands the defense and all the, and all that stuff. But you've got essentially two new linebackers. You've got new guys on the D line. You've got new corners in Kendall Fuller. I'll, I'll I'll cut him a little bit of slack for that, but not for much longer. It feels like all the problems in the defense are just up the middle. Like they're running up yeah. the middle. Your inside linebackers are a problem. Safeties at times, I feel like a problem. Corners aren't playing that bad. D Ford's getting to the quarterback. Um, just for me, it feels like right up the middle there is where most of your problems lie. And you have that report that the Chiefs were within, what, days of trading for Earl Thomas. So yeah. they're, yeah, they're exactly. essentially admitting yeah, that this is a issues. problem. They just bring on a, uh, a safety option in Josh Shaw, so you see how that goes. But you could tell there's a little bit of desperation there in the moves. You notice yeah. the moves right now. I mean, it was a minor move yesterday, but Shaw has a lot of upside. And I, you know, I think the Chiefs think they maybe could get the most out of it. I talked to some people that are in Cincinnati, and they said that they thought that this kid could have potentially made a team and that he could even be better than some of the Chiefs personnel. I wouldn't be surprised. And it's a minor move, but it means big things in Kansas City just because of how weak the, the secondary is. And, and I think it also means, too, that they understand that they may have a once-in-a-generation-type offense right now, and they better take advantage yeah. of it. You know? we're, we're up against the break here. I want to ask you guys this before we play the game with no name. We can see the D Ford swindle happening right now, don't we? Oh yeah. Oh, like it's, oh it's, yeah. This is the most obvious and apparent thing I've seen in a very long time. D Ford's gonna have eight and a half sacks this season, and this is gonna end up in a Chiefs franchise tag year. You can see the no. jig forming right before you. Two things are gonna happen. The Chiefs are gonna franchise tag him or extend him, or he's gonna sign some hoodwink deal to the New York Jets or something. You can see the buying in on D Ford. You saw the stat. He has uh, a sack in four of the, or, or excuse me, uh, uh, three of the four games this year. He's second in pressures behind Khalil Mack. Oh my goodness, you can see the hustle coming from D Ford a mile away this year. PFF loves D Ford this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, and I've always said this about this year, and I, I, I've been sticking with this, even though he's been playing out of his mind. This is the last year for D Ford in Kansas City because he's either going to play well enough to earn a major deal somewhere else. Or he's not going to play well enough, and he's going to be done when his contract runs out. I, I just don't see the Chiefs, knowing the injury history of D. Ford, could feel good about themselves even keeping this guy and franchise tagging him, locking up that money, or okay. signing him to a new deal. I just 
I have to think. It's Don Tari It was questionable whether or not they were going to pick up that fifth-year option. You know, I think yeah. they had to decide had, last year. They had or, to because of uh, oh, because of injury. Yeah, that's right. Um, but you know, the franchise tag is going to be twice as much. Man, it's okay. it's going to be. I think it's going to be a bit of a decision in the offseason if he has a decent be. year because Justin Houston's not coming back. Like they're going to have. I mean, they may be forced into this. They're not going to have any pass rushers. I just and yeah. I don't think Breland speaks or you're not to you're, know, uh, you're ta- Breland and Tenno. T- yeah, I don't think City, is is making the leap this year. You know, like, so Capacino is going to do it. You, yeah, I'm just saying that we've all seen this jig before, where the Chiefs have a plan to move on from some guy, and then the plan Samba. doesn't work out, and then they end up keeping the guy that they were supposed to get rid of. I, it just it just seems obvious what's about to happen with would D you, Ford so far. Would this you year. rather pay D Ford seventeen million bucks next year or line up Breland Speaks at outside linebacker? Yeah, I mean I wouldn't pay D Ford, but I just I know the Chiefs and I know the NFL. And and, and whenever you see a little bit of pass rush potential from a guy, they always overpay for it. Joel, go ahead and pick the Chiefs to win the ninety seventh consecutive game on this show for you. Thirty three twenty eight Chiefs win. You got him scoring thirty three against Jacksonville? Absolutely. Okay. Twenty seven's right. a low point of the season. That Mahomes Kool Aid. You got stocked in the freezer. Thirty three? Absolutely. I haven't come up with a score yet. If this is a tougher game than people realize. So I, I think the Chiefs win, but it's not gonna be by a lot. I think it's within, you know, three or four. What's the score, man? Uh twenty four twenty tw- 24-16. Chiefs. Wait. You didn't say that with a lot of conviction, <laughs> though. Not. They're only going to win by three, three or four. four. You're going to win by eight. <laughs> Watch it be 24-16. Yeah. And then we'll come back to them. But, but then you'll get credit if they win by three. See, I told you guys it'd be a close game. No. you got you got to really make this, the spectrum pretty wide when you're doing this. See, now I got some championship music if you want it. Go ahead. All right. Text the word team. T A. A-M-P. <laughs> that's how we're doing it. What about, we got a little rock shot Carrington back there handy, Spec? We don't have I that. just didn't know that. I thought that's how, I didn't know we were doing that. I thought we were all on the same well, team when here. You, when you want to be showered with, with championship music, I mean, you know I what's going to happen when you ask for that. But I see that's not the case. If your team is, hasn't won a college football game and you came in last place in the game with no name, don't talk to me about being a winner. That's Joel Thorman and Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Thanks a lot for coming in, you guys. See you, fellas. Coming up next, Denny Matthews on the Royals to put a bow on the Royals season. We'll do that next coming up. It's a drive. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, Seems smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.